Okay, welcome everyone. Bruch Mabayim. Shalom Aleichem. To the Kalel Agar de Pirka. Monday afternoon, National Shir. Today is a very special topic. And uh, before we begin, um, I want to share with everyone that the Seifan Rameir is going to print. So last call if anybody wants to be Mishtatev in the Sefer on Rameir Balanes. Okay, we have a very important topic today. Of course, on everybody's mind is the war in Gaza, the atrocities of October 7th, and uh, the state of the Jewish people, not only in Eretz Yisrael, but in the entire world. And if you examine historically, the area of Eretz Yisrael, of Gaza, has been such a source of difficulty and pain and contention and warfare, not only in our times, not only this year, not only uh, in the time of disengagement and since 67, since 48, but really going back to the times of the Shoftim, the times when Yeshua Benun came into Eretz Yisrael, and even in biblical times. And the question we have to ask is, why is that? Why has Gaza been such a sore spot? Why has it been historically such a place of misfortune and and tragedy? What is it about Gaza that there's almost no other area in Eretz Yisrael that's been such a source of uh, of difficulty for the Jewish people? So while everybody's doing what they can in terms of tefillah and mitzvahs and zechusim, we're going to make our own humble efforts because I think there is a um, area that if we study it and if we learn it properly, could we can make a very big contribution to uh, the efforts that are taking place right now. So with that introduction, um, I want to uh, begin today's shir, which might be a uh, two-part shir. We're going to try to do it in, in uh, two sessions. And here we go. In Parshas Masay, the Torah says, Tzavetz B'nei Yisrael, command the B'nei Yisrael, Yimart Aleyhem, Ki'atem Bo'am El Ha'aretz Kenan. You are going to Eretz Kenan. Zois Ha'aretz Asher Tipa Lechem Enachla. This is the land that will fall to you in inheritance. Eretz Kenan L'Gvulaysa. The land of Kenan by its borders. And the the Vilna Goyen, in his commentary on Tikkunay Zayar Yahelar, Parsha Shlach, he says that learning the boundaries and the borders of Eretz Yisrael is not just something that's connected to a Jewish topic. It's not something noble or admirable, but rather knowing the borders of Eretz Yisrael is actually Torah itself. It's no less than Torah itself. The Gra writes, Leida Kolenyana, to know the whole Indian, Shu Indian Gadal, which is a great topic, Kama Yediyas HaTorah, like the knowledge of the Torah, Shegvuleha, that its borders, v'chol inyana, and all of its inyanim, hein inyane Torah, our actual subject matter of Torah. So, um, the subject that we're going to be learning today, namely the borders of Eretz Yisrael, this is not what we call Jewish geography. <laughs> this is not topography, but this is actual Torah. And I think that, um, although it may seem 
a very minor subject, and it might seem a technical subject. I think uh, we have to have more faith in our own ability and our own learning, that the subject matter we're learning can make a very big contribution to the Jewish people. Let's be, uh, begin with the following introduction. In the Sefer Arvei Nachal, written by the author Levush Esrad, Rav David Ivshitz, he writes in Parsha Shlach, in Jerush Bez, page Tavshin Lamed Gimel, to Tavshin Lamed Dalet. He says he heard from a certain Chacham that if you look in the Psukim in Yehoshua and in Shoftim, where it says that when Kalev came to Dvir and the name Dvir, the Pasuk says, used to be called Keryat Sefer. So that alone uh, requires uh, our, our attention. What do you mean it used to be called Keryat Sefer? Who cares what it used to be called? By the way, the name of the city is Devir. It used to be called Keryat Sefer. Velachta, they captured it. Venasatila, he says, uh, and I gave Es Achsa Biti, my daughter Achsa, Leisha, Vayilkada, Asniya ben Kenaz. Now, question number one, Rabbi David Ivshitz asks, is why through wherever the Jewish people went throughout the land of Israel, it was easy to conquer? They conquered it without any casualty. You know, today you hear about the war efforts and the success of the uh, efforts of, of the Israeli army and how they really uh, tremendously minimized their own casualties. But when the Jewish people first came into Eretz Yisrael, obviously it was with tremendous supernatural siyata the Shmaya. There were no casualties. And it was very easy to conquer. And the only time there's a casualty, there's one casualty. And until they got to the city of Devir, Devir, they, it was very difficult to conquer. Why was that? Why was Devir so difficult to conquer? Number two, why do I need to know that it used to be called Kiryat Sefer? Do I say, I'm, I, I'm, my name is Daniel Gladstein. I live in Cedarhurst, which used to be a British colony. 250 years ago, it used to be a British colony. You know, imagine if somebody asks you, where, where are you living now? Me? I'm living in uh, the south of the United States. It used to be a, um, a colony of the Spaniards. I mean, we don't really care what it was 250 years ago. It's unnecessary information. We just want to know where you live right now. So why does the Torah say it used to be called Keryat Sefer? Furthermore, when Kalev made a deal that anyone who conquers the city he will give them his daughter Achsa as a wife. Why does he say anyone who conquers Kiryat Sefer? That's not the name of the city. The name of the city is Devir. It used to be called Kiryat Sefer. So why is he still using the original name? And so first of all, why is this the most difficult area to conquer? Number two, who cares what it used to be called? Number three, why Asher Yake is Kiryat Sefer? Now, furthermore, the uh, Arve Nachal asks that if you look in the Gemara in Temura on Dap Tezayin, the Gemara tells us an entirely different story. The Gemara doesn't say that Kalev's deal was anyone who conquers Kiryat Sefer. Kalev says anyone who reminds us of the 300 halachas that were forgotten during the morning of Moshe Rabbeinu, to him I will give Achsa my daughter. And Asniel ben Kenaz didn't capture Kiryat Sefer, but rather he restored those 300 halachas with his pilpal. I mean, isn't that 
Isn't that astonishing? That's not what the, the Pasuk says. That's not what the Pesukim say in Shoftim. And Shoftim says, anyone who conquers the city. How could the Gemara derive such a uh, exegesis, which is so far and so and so different than what the Pasuk actually says? So let's advance a, a principle that we've mentioned many times throughout the years. And that is, Eretz Yisrael is like no other land. Eretz Yisrael is a land of Torah. And each chilek of Torah corresponds to a different part of Eretz Yisrael. And in order to conquer a particular part of Eretz Yisrael, you need to master the chilek of Torah that is associated with... Um, is associated with uh, that part of Eretz Yisrael. And over the years... Uh, this is a subject that we've delved into greatly. Rav Moshe Wolfson actually has a sefer based on this principle. It's called Siyon Ve'areha. And over the years, we've learned that Beis Lechem Yehuda corresponds to the mitzvah of Yoivel, and Chevroin corresponds to the mitzvah of Mila, and Yushalayim corresponds to the mitzvah of Shabbos. And we once advanced that the city of Tzvas corresponds to the, the mystical aspects of Torah, but in order to conquer an area of Eretz Yisrael, you need to master the Torah associated with it. Now, that's why whenever Yehoshua uh, sets siege and lays siege to a city, it says, Vayolen Sham. And the Gemara Darshans, Vayolen, he was lun ba'umko shel halacha. What's Yehoshua doing learning halacha the night before a battle? The answer is, Yehoshua was able to identify the part of Torah that corresponds to that area on Eretz Yisrael, and he would engage and delve into that area of Torah, and thereby, the next day, the Torah would naturally fall to him. But there's one problem, Rabbi Isai. There was a city of Devir, and about that city, it was Lifnim Keriat Sefer. Lifnim literally means it used to be called, but on a deeper meaning, Lifnim means it's, internal identity is a sefer. Which sefer? Which Torah? The 300 halachas that were forgotten in the times of the Avelos of Meishu The reason why the city of Kiryat Sefer was so difficult to conquer is because the city of Kiryat Sefer corresponded to the 300 halachas that were forgotten during the Avelos of Meishu And therefore, um, Therefore, they had a very hard time conquering that area of Eretz Yisrael. It's not that the parish of the Gemara and the area of Eretz Yisrael was... Um, it's, not like, it's not that the parish of the Gemara and the literal interpretation of the Pasuk and the Navi are different. The Pasuk and the Navi is telling you the bottom line. The bottom line is, anyone who conquers the city will get Achsa, my daughter, as a wife. But the Gemara is telling you how he will be able to get Aksa as a wife. How he'll be able to conquer the city. Why it's so difficult to conquer. And the reason it's so difficult to conquer is because it corresponds to the 300 halachas that were forgotten during the Avelos of Moshe. So Asniel ben Kenaz comes and he reminds the Jewish people of the 300 halachas. And Memela, he's able to conquer the city. By the way, because if you come to think of it, why would Kalev so callously 
Just say, anyone who conquers the city, I'll give them Achsa, my daughter, as a wife. Is every daughter, is every conqueror and warrior automatically uh, eligible and worthy that a great tzaddik like Kalev would take him as a son-in-law? Isn't it, isn't it uh, unusual that Kalev would be so, so uh, whimsical and say, yeah, anyone who conquers the city, well, maybe the person is a great warrior, but maybe he's not a Tamar Chacham. But now that we understand that the manner in which Devir would be conquered is by restoring these halachas, Kalev was, uh, so to speak, Kalev was, was sure that the way that the person who would be able to conquer the city would be uh, somebody um, who, was, who was worthy to, uh, to marry his daughter. Okay, that being the case, that brings us to something uh, very sensitive. And that is if we find throughout history that there's an area in Eretz Yisrael that's so hard to conquer. Not only is it hard to conquer, it's the one area that has been, it has gone back and forth and back and forth from our possession to their possession, be it in the time of Avraham Avinu, be it in the time of Yitzchak Avinu, be it in the time of the 20th century, the 21st century, where it was Biadenu and we, we disengaged and now we want it back, there must, there must be a reason why this area has been so hard to maintain control over. So wouldn't it, it be advisable to try to identify the Chelek in Torah that corresponds to the Gaza? Because if we were able to study that Chelek in Torah and have a degree of mastery over that Chelek, then naturally it would be biadenu. So that is the uh, very ambitious and courageous endeavor that we are embarking on to try to identify what chilek in Torah corresponds to the Gaza and why has that chilek in Torah obviously been so difficult to master. And I would very humbly assert that the chilek in Torah that corresponds to Gaza are the halachas of Gaza. And the reason why that chilek in Torah, and the reason why the Gaza has been such an area of contention, is because the halachas of Gaza are from among the most obscure, misunderstood, and unknown miktsoyos in all of the Torah. And I think if we could um, offer some clarity in this aspect of Torah, perhaps this will give Kal Yisrael um, a greater ability to have the zchus that artseinu yiabiyadeno. Uh, okay, so let's begin with the Rashbam. This is Rashbam we've said over many, many times over the years. You know, Rashi is troubled by the Akeda. What's the juxtaposition of the Akeda to the uh, narrative that is mentioned right before the Akeda? Namely, the peace treaty between Avram Avinu and Avimelech. And the Rashbam says he disagrees with Rashi. Rashi says is going on a conversation between Yitzchak and Ishmael. That Yitzchak and Ishmael were sort of arguing with each other. And Yitzchak said, I have brismila. Yishmael said, come on, but I have brismila at 13 years old. 
Whereupon Yitzchak said, yeah, but if God would ask me to sacrifice myself, I would do it. Ah, oh, you would do it. To which the Rashbam is bothered. But there's a whole narrative in between of the peace treaty between Avram and Avimelech. And therefore the Rashbam says that Achar Hadvarm Ha'ela means directly connected to. And the words Nisa does not mean a test, but Nisa means Hashem aggravated and pained and afflicted Avraham Avinu. And in the immediate aftermath of Avraham Avinu making a treaty with Avimelech, God says, What? After you made a bris with Avimelech, that you're going to be in peace on the land with him and his offspring, and your, you and your offspring, and you gave him seven sheep. Hashem got angry. Says Rashbam, Harei Eretz Palishtim Bechlal Gvol Yisrael. The land of the Philistines is in the borders of the Jewish people. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded, Lo Yisachayek Kol Neshama. That's a mitzvah of those who live in the land, the confines of Eretz Yisrael. And even in the time of Yeshua, Yeshua divided the land of the Sarnei Plishtim. God says, you're making a treaty in the land of Israel? You're making a peace treaty in the land of Israel? Did I give you the land of Israel to make peace treaties with? He tested him. Meaning he challenged him. He afflicted him. Like it says, The word masa doesn't mean a test. It means affliction, paining him. Says God, you make a peace treaty in Israel, go kill your children. Go kill Yitzchak. I didn't give you the land to rub shoulders with Plishtin, with Philistines. In other words, the Rashbam says, you know what the repercussions, you know what, you know what the ramifications of making peace with the Umay Salem and Aras Yisrael, the ramifications are tragedy beyond comprehension. And I add no editorial comment. It was very well known that Rabbi Vadiyoso was vehemently against disengagement. The Rashbam says, you're not allowed to. You can't make peace in Eretz Yisrael. You're not authorized to. God gave you the land. He never allowed you. Now even though there are times where the G'dayla Yisrael call for peace, and the reason is because as important as Eretz Yisrael is, Jewish life is more important. V'chai bohem. Nevertheless, Ravadia held, that's only if there's a realistic chance for peace. Ravadia says, disengaging from Gaza did not, um, did not enhance the likelihood of peace, and therefore you're not allowed to do it. And of course, you know, in the aftermath, you know, you look back, and of course he was right. Says the Rashbam, afterwards I found in a medrash, that the Philistines captured the Aroin for seven months. Why? It says, It says that Avram says, take the seven sheep. God swears. 
You gave seven sheep as in the peace treaty. You're going to wage seven wars with the Philistines. Or, you gave seven sheep in a peace treaty with the Philistines. The Philistines will kill seven Sadiqim. Who are they? Shimshon, Chafni, Pinchas, Shaul, and his three sons. Another pshat. You make peace with the Philistines. They will destroy seven Jewish temples. Oyel Moyed, Gilgal, Noif, Shiloi, Givain. You know why the base of Mikdash was destroyed? Because you made peace in the land of Israel. So, the bottom line is, the Rashbam reveals to us the severity, the grave nature of making peace in Eretz Yisrael. But one thing is for sure, this Rashbam is clearly enunciating that Gaza is part of Eretz Yisrael. And what we would like to determine today is, is that halachically correct? Is in fact Gaza part of Eretz Yisrael? What is the halachic status of Gaza? Because it is well known that there are three different delineations of Kedusha Saaretz. There is Biblical Eretz Yisrael, the land that was given to Abraham. Gevulei Ha'avais, the land that was promised to Abraham. There is Gevulei Oilei Mitzrayim, the borders of those who came up from Egypt. And then there's Oilei Babel, when Ezra came back. And there are certain lands that are part of the land given to Abraham, but were never conquered not by the Oilei Mitzrayim and not by the Oilei Bavla. There's certain lands that were conquered by the Oilei Mitzrayim were not conquered by the Oilei Bavla. So what is the status of Gaza? Is Gaza even part of Eretz Yisrael? So, amazingly, we look no further than this week's parsha. This week's parsha, even before Shani, there was a famine in the land. Melevad harav harishan besides the first famine Ashar hayabi me Avraham vayelech Yitzchak alavi melech melech plishtim gerara. So where does Yitzchak go? He goes to Gerar, to the land of the Philistines. Did did Yitzchak leave Eretz Yisrael? Vayerai lav Hashem vayoymer al tered mitzrayma shicha in ba'aretz stay here in the land Asheroi marelecha. So now, Yitzchak's in Gaza. He obviously was thinking of going down to Mitzrayim like Avraham did. God says, don't go there. Don't go to Mitzrayim. Stay in Eretz Yisrael. The simple reading of these psukim seem to indicate Gaza is part of Eretz Yisrael. In fact, Rashi says clearly, Yitzchak had in mind to go down to Egypt, like his father went down, in the days of the famine. Amar So God said, Al tirid Mitzrayimah, don't go down to Egypt. Sha'ata oila tamima. You are a complete oila. In And outside of Israel is not worthwhile for you. These, this pasuk and the simple reading of Rashi indicate Gaza is part of Eretz Yisrael. The problem is, ten psukim later, the Pasuk says Yitzchak planted in that land. 
And he found in that year, a hundred times fold, and God blessed him. Says Rashi, what does it mean God, Yitzchak, planted in that land? Af alpi she'ena chashuva ke'eretz Yisrael atzma. Even though it's not considered like Eretz Yisrael itself. Ke'eretz shiva goyim, like the land of the seven nations. Rashi's bothered. What does it mean Yitzchak planted in that land? And he found in that year. What's that land? That land means there's something different about that land. Now, the superficial reading of, of Rashi would yield, that it's not considered as part of Eretz Yisrael. So the simple reading of Rashi is Gaza is not part of the land of Israel. But then Rashi adds a word, Atzma. Even though it's not considered like Eretz Yisrael itself, which actually upon a more careful reading, Rashi is saying, it is Eretz Yisrael, but it's not like Eretz Yisrael Atzma. And what is Eretz Yisrael Atzma? Eretz Yisrael Atzma is the land of the seven nations, the Kanani, the Chiti, the Prizi, the Amoiri. Comes Rabbi Yom Mizrahi. And Rabbi Yom Mizrahi says, what's troubling Rashi? The word Hahi. Why do I need the mir of hahi? But what does Rashi mean? Rashi adds the word atzma, and he adds the words ke'erat shiva goyim. The answer is clearly Rashi saying that the land of Gerar is from Eretz Yisrael. The land of the Plishtim is Eretz Yisrael. From the fact that 10 Pesukim earlier, when Yitzchak was in Plishtim, Hashem said, Al tereid mitzrayma shechoyin ba'aretz, ein chutzel aretz k'daylecha. Meaning, Eretz Gerar is not chutzel aretz. You need to stay in Eretz Yisrael. Stay here in Gerar. So therefore, Rashi says that what the Torah is saying is that even though Aza is part of Eretz Yisrael, it's not Eretz Yisrael atzma. What does that mean, Eretz Yisrael itself? Are there different levels of Eretz Yisrael? Yeah, you bet there are. The Iker Eretz Yisrael is the, is the land of Israel that used to belong to the seven nations. The, the Kenani, the Chiti, the Amoiri, the Prizi. But the land of the Philistines, Gaza, was never occupied by the seven nations. Who was it occupied by? It seems like it was occupied by Mitzrayim. And therefore, it does not have the same status of Eretz Yisrael itself. Is it Eretz Yisrael? Yes. Is it Chayiv and Shuma Samasrois? Presumably, yes. What difference does it make? It seems like it still makes a difference. Conceptually. Al pi machshava, al pi hashkafa. It's not the uh, elite of Eretz Yisrael, but it is absolutely Eretz Yisrael. If somebody wanted to, if somebody would live there, would they be Mikhaim, the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael? Yes. If somebody's, if a spouse said, I want to leave Chutzaretz, and the other spouse says, really, where are we going? Are we going to Netanya? Are we going to Rechavia? Are we going to a nice area? Yeah, we're going to Gush Katif. We're right next door to Shifa Hospital. 
Could one spouse force the other? Yes. It's Eretz Yisrael. So then what does it mean? Ba'aretz Ahi. It's not Eretz Yisrael Atzma. It's not the land of the Shiva Goyim. That is what Rashi is saying. Which, by the way, is an eye-opening comment. So, again, we see two things. We see, is Gaza Israel? Yes. When I, I, what I mean is, Eretz HaKadosha? Yes. Is it the same as the rest of Eretz Yisrael? No. Does it make a difference in Halacha right now? No. Are we allowed to give it away? No. Are we allowed to make negotiate? Are we allowed to negotiate? No. Is it the same as Chevroin? No. Is it the same as Tzvas? Is it the same as B'nai Brak? No. It's not like other cities in Eretz Israel. But it is absolutely preferable and better than Brooklyn or Williamsburg or Muncie or even South Florida. Okay, so we're now we've now discovered a new distinction in halacha. There's Eretz Yisrael, and then there's Eretz Yisrael Atzma. Because of the famine, Yitzchak left Eretz Yisrael Atzma, and he went to Eretz Yisrael. And God said, "Don't go any further. You're an Oila Tamima. You're now to leave the Holy Land." But now the question is, let's take this further. Is it universally maintained? that Gaza and Halacha has the same status as other lands. So, I want to share with you, there's an amazing sefer called Ir HaKodesh V'Hamekdash from Rabbi Chiel Michal Tikachinsky. Rabbi Chiel Michal Tikachinsky was one of the Gdali Yisrael who, uh, in the times of the Chazoynish, he wrote probably the most authoritative sefer on Hilchis Avelos. It's called Gesher Hachayim. And he also wrote the sefer Ir HaKodesh V'Hamikdash. Recently, we uh, spoke about him at length. Um, when we were in uh, Alaska, we, we discussed his opinion regarding the international dateline. In fact, um, I, I said his name so often that my five-year-old was walking around saying, Rabbi Chiyom Michal Tikachinsky. Now you try saying that five times fast. Not, not so easy. You know? Um, I, I, and uh, I want to show you a picture of him in this year. Okay? It's a very beautiful picture. Here we go. So this, uh, this is a picture of Rabbi Chiyom Michal Tikachinsky with, uh, among, among other G'dayle Yisrael. And he's one of these three G'daylam. So which one do you think he is? If I believe this is Rav Zaman Meltzer on my left, where my icon is. I believe this is Rav Zaman Saratskin. And this holy Yid in the middle, you see his Kedusha and his Anivos, was Rav Yichil Michal Tekachinsky. And it's supposed to be at his cavern. He's buried in the Sanhedria Cemetery. So he wrote a Sefer, Ir HaKodesh VeHamikdash, where he talks about uh, various halachos about Eretz, Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, Kedushas Yushalayim, Kedushas Harhabayas, and his son, Rav Nissen Aaron Tikachinsky, who's also, he's buried right next to him. And um, actually, the Rav Nissen Aaron's Mishpacha listens to the Shirim, he made a map based on Rabbi Chil Michal's uh, 
um, teaching. And we're going to now learn the three categories of Kedusha Saretz Yisrael. And based on that, we're going to try to determine what is the status of, of Gaza. Now, I want to tell you off the, off the bat. You look in Eretz Yisrael, and actually right now we were supposed to go on a trip. We were going to go over here, see where my icon is, on the other side of the Yardin. We were going to go to Petra to visit Aaron We were going to go to the Sinai to see Har Sinai. We were going to go to the Rabbi Yaakov Abichatzerah. But right now, um, for for certain reasons, we, we held off on that. But here's the halachic question. When you draw a map of Eretz Yisrael, <clears throat> biblical Eretz Yisrael was promised to <clears throat> Abraham. Take a look. The northern border is Nahar Pras. You know, <clears throat> so let, let's look like this. This is the north of Eretz Yisrael. You know, <clears throat> this is uh, Kiryat Shmona. This is the north of Eretz Yisrael, above Akko, above, right, you know, by the border with Lebanon. But technically, friends, Lebanon is part of Eretz Yisrael because the northern border is, check it out, is Nahar Pras. You see how, you see how north it goes? Lebanon is within the border of what was promised to Avram Avinu. Syria is within the borders. Aram Tsova. Okay, this is all, this was all promised to Avram Avinu. How south, how far south does it go? Well, we know down south, all the way till Akva, Male Akrabim, Etzion Gavar. Then the border sort of turns left, toward, turns west, and it goes toward the sea. And really the very important question, Rabbi Isai, is, where is the western border? Is the western border... Haifa, obviously not. Haifa is all the way up north. Is it Kesari? Kesari is also north. Is it Yafo? No, Yafo is very north. Is it Ashkelon? Well, we know that Ashkelon, who remembers the Gabe Gitin? Ashkelon Ledaraim ve Ashkelon Kidaraim. Ashkelon is not part of Eretz Yisrael for Hilchis Gitin. Well, if Ashkelon is not part of Eretz Yisrael for Gitin, is Aza part of Eretz Yisrael for Gitin? Absolutely not. For sure not. So where do we draw the western border? If we draw it by Nachal Mitzrayim, by the way, Nachal Mitzrayim is a very big machlokes, what Nachal Mitzrayim is. Rashi learns Nachal Mitzrayim is the Nilos, which gives us a nice chunk of Eretz Yisrael. But most Mepharshim Learn Nachal Mitzrayim is something else. Most Mepharshim learn Nachal Mitzrayim is El Arish. If the western border is El Arish, Nachal Mitzrayim, then definitely Gaza is part of Eretz Yisrael because Gaza is much further north, like a two-day distance north of Nachal Mitzrayim. So if the western border is Nachal Mitzrayim, Gaza is part of Eretz Yisrael. But if the southern, I'm sorry, if the if the southwestern border is Ashkelon, then is Gaza part of Eretz Yisrael? Gaza is further south. Then maybe Gaza is not part of Eretz Yisrael. So we've already determined that 
when when Yitzchak was in Gaza, that was biblical Eretz Yisrael. But when the Jews came into the land of Israel, in the times of Yeshua ben Nun, did they conquer Gaza? So, let's take a look. Now, now I want to say something. Anyone who's listening to this shear for political reasons should turn it off. Okay, go do something else. Go listen to the news. Go listen to them make up stories every half hour to keep you busy. Because in another half hour, they're going to change their tune. Don't listen to this year if you're listening for political reasons. If, you want, if you're listening for political reasons, Gaza is our land and it's part of Eretz Yisrael for all matters. If you actually want to know the halacha, then you could continue to listen. Okay? Um, let's take a look at what was originally um, conquered promised to Avraham, and then conquered by the Oile Mitzrayim. So we have the Gvul Avais. The borders that were set to Avraham Avinu encircle, encompass all of Eretz Yisrael from west to east, the whole Negev, the whole Tzafoin, from Nahar Mitzrayim, which is southwest, till Nahar Pras, which is northeast. It includes a very large chunk. It in- includes the land of the Ten Amim, Seven were given to them, by the way. So you'll ask, it was promised to Avraham. Did they ever conquer all ten Amimim? Absolutely not. Because of the Chet HaMaraglim. So Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael. So now, Eretz Yisrael is further divided into three uh, categories. What was conquered by the Oile Mitzrayim, what was conquered by the Oile Bavel, and what we're going to get La'asid Lavai. La'asid lavai, we're getting everything. La'asid lavai, we're going to get what was promised to Avram Avinu. We're going to get all ten nations. In fact, Rav Huttner says, we say, Avraham Yagel, Yitzchak Yiranen, Yaakov Uvahanav, Yahanu Chubai. Because Avraham will rejoice when the land of Amoin and Moyav, who comes from Light, will be given back to us. Yitzchak Yiranen, when the land of Edom, who comes from Yitzchak, will give it, be, be given back to us. But Yaakov, Uvan of Yanuchubai, Yaakov, Yaakov didn't have any offspring who took away, chiseled away anything of Eretz Yisrael. So Yaakov, when Mashiach comes, will just rest. We're going to, us the lover, we're going to get the Kani, the Knizi, and the Kanmani. But what about the Oilei Mitzrayim? In Parshas Masay, it says, and if you look in the map, let me go back to the map for a moment, so you see where all these uh, locations are. This is Midbar Sin, okay, the area of Erzo which is not shaded in. This is Malay Akravim, which is the south. This is Etzion Gaver. This is Kadesh Barnea, and this is Nachal Mitzrayim. Nachal Mitzrayim off the Mediterranean. Again, El Arish. And in Parshas Masay, it says that the borders of Eretz Yisrael are um, Maleak Ravim, Tetzina, Kadesh Barnea, Chatzar Adar, Atzmoina. And then it goes to Nachal Mitzrayim, and then it goes to the sea. So here are, is the southern border. From the edge of Yama Melech to the east. 
So from the southeast, the border turns, it goes on a diagonal, it goes to Maliak Rabim, and it goes to Kadesh Barnea, and, Ma- and Chatsar Adar, and Atzmoina, and Tanakhla Mitzrayim. Now, according to that, is Gaza part of Eretz Yisrael? Yes. In other words, the land of the Oile Mitzrayim, the land of the Oile Mitzrayim, did it include Gaza? Absolutely. You see that the southwestern border is Nachal Mitzrayim, and Gaza is much further north of that. So definitely Gaza was included in the borders of the Oile Mitzrayim. Now going from south to north, so you, um, by the way, the way you make the, uh, the border, let me just show you, is you go from Nachal Mitzrayim, look carefully, and you make a, a line up to Har Hahar, from, in northern Syria. Okay? Not Har Hahar where Arna Koin is buried, Har in northern Syria. And anything included in this straight line from Har Hahar until Nacha Mitzrayim is included in the borders of Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Now what about Surya? Is Surya considered part of Eretz Yisrael? So technically, it was not conquered by the Oile Mitzrayim. The Oile Mitzrayim did not, in the times of Yehoshua, uh, he did not make it to Surya. And David HaMelech did not conquer all of Eretz Yisrael proper before he conquered Surya. Technically speaking, if David HaMelech would have conquered Yushalayim first, and then he would have conquered Surya, Surya would have been considered part of Eretz Yisrael for everything, for all halachas. It would have been, um, it would have had Hilchas Eretz Yisrael for Trumais and Masrois and all other halachas. But nevertheless, because David HaMelech did not conquer all of Yushalayim first, therefore Surya has a sort of quasi-status, where it's Eretz Yisrael, but it's not Eretz Yisrael. On the one hand, the Gemara Ksuba says that if you buy a field in Surya, it's like buying it in the region of Yushalayim, that you'd be allowed to write a star through a guy, even on Shabbos, and it's Chayv and Masrois, and it's Shviyas Midrabanon. But nevertheless, it does not have the full-fledged status of Eretz Yisrael. Now, here's the thing, Rabbi Isai. Comes along Nebuchadnezzar, and he comes to Eretz Yisrael, and he expels the Jewish people. Do you know what happened to Eretz Yisrael then? It's Kedusha left. It turned into Chutz La'aretz. For Hilchais Mitzvahis Hatzuyos Ba'aretz. Because we have the following principle. Kitsha Rishayna, Kitsha Lashata, Veloi Kitsha L'Asad Lavai. After Nebuchadnezzar conquered the land, the Kedusha left. Because Yehoshua infused the land with Kedusha through conquering, and Nebuchadnezzar removed, therefore, the Kedusha by reconquering it comes Ezra and he reconquers the land. 
However, the Gemara in Chagiga tells us on the Afgimel, it's Gemara in Yivamis as well, that there were many cities that the Oile Mitzrayim conquered and the Oile Babel did not conquer. Why? Because since the original Kedusha was Paka, Ezra did not want to reconquer the cities because he needed cities so that Aniyim would have what to work, uh, what, where to live and what to work on during uh, the Shemitah year. In order for the Aniyim to rely on it during Shemitah, Ezra intentionally did not conquer certain cities. So, let's let's go to the amazing opinion of uh, the Rambam. Comes the Rambam. And uh, the Rambam really amazingly says, this is in Hilchash Trumais, Parak Aleph, Halacha Hei, and Vav, and Zayin, Eizahi Ha'aretz, Shechziku Oile Mitzrayim. What did the Oile Mitzrayim conquer? We, until now, assumed that when the Jewish people, led by Yeshua ben Nun, entered Eretz Yisrael, they conquered the Gaza. Since the southwest border was Nacha Mitzrayim, says the Rambam, May Rekem, Shehi B'Mizrach Eretz Yisrael, from Rekem in the east, Ad Hayam Hagadol, until the Mediterranean, May Ashkelon, Shehi Ladaroim, Ashkelon in the south, Ad Ako Shehu B'Tzafayin. Whoa. The southern border, the Rambam says, that the Oilei Mitzrayim conquered, is Ashkelon. Look over here, Rabbi Isai. According to the Rambam, the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael in the times of Yeshua ben Nun was conquered until here. Did they go further south? The Rambam says no. So it would seem, according to the simple reading of the Gemara, of the Rambam, excuse me, that Aza would not be part of Eretz Yisrael that was included in the Oile Mitzrayim. Was it promised to Avraham? Yes. Was it conquered by Yeshua? The simple reading of the Rambam suggests no. In fact, Rabbi Chil Michal Tikachinsky says, um, he says, V'hinei b'chama duchti amru shehagvul hadroimi shal oilei bavel hu ashkeloin. In many places, it in, the indication is that the southern border of Eretz Yisrael, even in the times of the Oilei Bavel, was Ashkelon. And he supported, like it says in the Sifri, Soif Ekev, and the Yushalmi, in Shavitas, Reish Parak Vav. According to that, Azza would definitely be Chutzlitcham. So listen to this. That means according to the Rambam, Azza would be out of the Tchum of the Oile Mitzrayim. And according to the Sifri and the Yushalmi, it would even be out of the Tchum of the Oile Bavel. V'chein Mefurish B'Yushalmi. That the Azza is south. Is considered like Chutzlitcham. However, says Rabbi Chiyom Mechotikotchinsky, not so fast. The Toisefta in Shrumais, Parag Beis Halach Yid Aleph, and in Shvius explains that the southern border is Nacham Mitzrayim. Then Aza would be Parvetsra. And that's Mashvin the Yishami in Shvius. 
And if you look in the state of Minchas Bikurim, the Gra also had that Gersa that the southern border is Nacha Mitzrayim from Nahar Droimi until Kaziv. So it seems like there's a certain um, great confusion regarding whether A was Aza part of Eretz Yisrael that was conquered in the times of Yehoshua. The Rambam simply says not. Even though you could ask, but doesn't the Pasuk in Yehoshua say explicitly that he did conquer it? For example, let's go back to um, the second. Let me see if I could get this. Um, you know, if you look in Yeshua Paragyud, it says, Vayakim Yeshua Mikodesh Barnea Ve'ad Azza Ve'ez Kol Eretz Goishen. So, it seems like um, the Psukim indicate that certainly Yehoshua did conquer Aza. I mean, it's pretty explicit. But nevertheless, regarding uh, whether it's part of the Oile Bavel, whether the Oile Bavel conquered it, so that Rabbi Chil Mechel Tekachinsky says is a subject of debate. Again, the... Uh, Many places say that Ashkelon is a southern border, like in the Sifri at the end of Parshas Ekev and the Yushalmi and Shavius, but the Toisefta and Shumas and in Shavius, and the Yushalmi and Shavius also indicate that Aza is part of Eretz Yisrael. So as you could see, there is a great degree of confusion whether in the times of the Oile Bavel, Ezra conquered Gaza. One thing we know, it was promised to Avraham Avinu. Another thing we know is even though the Rambam says the southern border of Eretz Yisrael for the Oile Mitzrayim was Ashkelon, the Pasuk in Yeshua says Yeshua conquered Gaza. So it was promised to Abraham. It seems it was conquered by Yeshua. But was it reconquered in times of the Oile Bavel? Now, if it wasn't reconquered in times of the Oile Bavel, then Kidsha Rishayna, Kidsha Lashaita, Veloy Kidsha Lashaita, it would not have Kedusha anymore. However, another thing you need to bear in mind is it would not have Kedusha regarding Trumais and Masrois. But if it was conquered by Yeshua Benun, it definitely is Eretz Yisrael and it would have Kedusha Sa'aretz and you'd be Mekayim in the midst of Yishev Eretz Yisrael by living there. So, Rabbi Yechiel Michal Tukachinsky says, Kol Ikkare Havdelem between Oile Bavel and Oile Mitzrayim, is only regarding mitzvahs hatluyos ba'aretz, truma, shviyas, and further. So those areas that were conquered by Oile Bavel are Yerchayv and Shuma and Maiser Medoy Raisa. And anything that was only conquered by Oile Mitzrayim, 
then you're only chayiv in truma midrabanon. So the nafgamina here is not is Gaza part of Eretz Yisrael. We already determined it was promised to Avraham. And Rashi says, while it might not be Eretz Yisrael atzma and it's not Shiva Amimim, it is Eretz Yisrael. And even if it wasn't conquered by Oile Bavel, it has full-fledged biblical Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. And a spouse could force another spouse to go live in Gush Katif. The only Shaila is, is Gaza Chayiv in Shrumay Samasus Midai Raisa because Ezra conquered it, or did Ezra not conquer it? Says Rabbi Chil Michal Nafgamino Ladina that if if it's only Chayv in Midrabanon, you can't take Shuma Samaisis from produce that grows in Gaza and other locations in Eretz Yisrael. But regarding the Mala and the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael, Ein Chilak Bineyem. As long as Oile Mitzrayim conquered it, even if Oile Baba did not conquer it, it has Chashivos, it has Mailois, like the Kaftar Vifach writes at great length. And he brings many proofs. Meaning, there is no distinction whatsoever in the Kedusha of the Gaza less than any other part of Eretz Yisrael. It's merely a technical halacha of Truma Samasrais. But now, let's discuss that, let's begin at least, the subject of whether produce that grows in Gaza is Chayiv in Trumais and Masrois. And today, let's begin with one Shuva, the Shuva of the Radvaz. The Radvaz was a Rav in Cairo for 40 years. He started off in Tzfas. He wrote more than 2,500 Shuvais. And in Shuva 1,105, he says, Shaila Me'aza. Are B'nai Aza Chayiv in being Mafresh, Trumas, and Masrus because some people own land there? And is it part of Eretz Yisrael? Says Radvaz. According to the Manda Omar, Eretz Yisrael is Chayiv in Shuma Masav Azman your Chayiv Midoy Raisa. And according to the Manda Amar, that your Chumim Bazana says, Drabanon, your Chayiv Midrabanon. Because Vadai Oile Mitzrayim Kivshua. The first thing is, there's no question. When Yeshua ben Nun came in, he conquered it. Why? Because the Gemara Gitan says, you take a string from Har Hahar and you, you, you extend it down to El, um, El Arish, to Nacha Mitzrayim. Second of all, he says, Aza is north of El Arish, two-day journey. It would take two days to get from El Arish to, to Gaza. And it's not in the Yam, and therefore it's definitely part of Eretz Yisrael. Moreover, according to the Kaft of Eferach, he says, Aza is Bechlal Eretz Yisrael. Bottom line is, the opinion of the Radvaz is it was conquered by the Oile Mitzrayim. It seems like it was not conquered by the Oile Bavel. And in that case, you're only Chayv and Shuma, Shuma Samaisos Midrabanan. Again, Legabe Kedusha Sa'aretz, full-fledged. Legabe Shuma Samaisos Midrabanan.
However, as we're going to see next week, there's a very powerful tshuva in the Maharit, who surprisingly says, nope, it's not chayev in Shuma Samasras. Not midoiraisa and not midrabanan. And according to the Marit, he seems to say, at first glance, that perhaps it's not considered part of Eretz Yisrael. We're going to see about that next week, as well as the amazing, uh, revolutionary viewpoint of Rabbi Yaakov Emdin, who turns the whole tshuva Marit on his head. So, Marv Rabbi we could humbly assert that one of the reasons why uh, Gaza has been such a sore point is because the chilek of Torah that corresponds to Gaza is one shouted in great mystery and great concealment. But by us learning the subject, Bezos Hashem, it should empower that not only Eretz Yisrael of the Shiva Amemin should be a biyadenu, but we should be zoicha not only to the land of the Oilei Bavel and the Oilei Mitzrayim, but like HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised to Avram Avinu, from all the way up to Nahar Pras in the north, to all the way down to Nachal Mitzrayim, and that includes a lot of real estate. Okay, let's pick it up, Bez Hashem, next week with the Tshuva, the Marit, and the Mark Tzia of Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Okay, Rabbi Yisai, have a wonderful day. Brach <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, one second. Me, I'll send to you right now. One second. Let me see if I can get it out. Okay.